In this very short episode are a few handy tips to make your decisions smarter and better. My name is Ronika Jacobs from Strive Leadership Consulting, and you have found my podcast, Strive for More, The Best Life Now. While there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there, you have taken the time out to listen to this one. And so for that, I want to say thank you. Now, without further delay, let's get to it. Let's strive for more. This is episode 117, Smart Decision-Making Tips. Like I said earlier, in this very short episode are a few handy tips to make your decisions smarter and better. Use them anytime you need a little extra help. Some will work well for small decisions, while others are more helpful when you have a big or tough choice to make. Press pause so you have to get a pen and paper so that you can take notes. Pause and rewind at any time so that you have a clear understanding of these tips. Try them out and see what works well for you. Tip number one, make a pros and cons list. This works particularly well if you're trying to decide between two options that seem equally good. You just take out a piece of paper or fire up the computer and make a list of what you like and don't like about each option. Having it in front of you in black and white and becoming clear about the advantages and disadvantages of each choice will make your decision making easier and take the guesswork out of doing what you need to do. Tip number two, what happens if I don't choose? That is a great question to ask yourself when you're feeling stuck and don't want to choose. When the procrastination hits or the resistance, you must sit down and think through what happens if you don't make a choice at all. That will quickly move you into action. Tip number three. What's the worst that can happen? This is another helpful question that works well when you're agonizing about the consequences of your decision. We fear the unknown. We don't like ambiguity. By picturing the worst case scenario, we face our fears and are ready to move on and make the right choice. Even if, it, even if it seems a little daunting, try it. It works better than you think. Tip number four, compile all relevant information. When you're working on a complicated project 
or have a hard decision to make that involves a lot of different variables, it's hard to juggle all the different bits and pieces. To keep your head clear and give you a good overview of everything involved, it helps to compile all relevant information in one place. You can do this digitally or physically with a box or a drawer or even a pile on the kitchen table. Once you have everything involved in front of you, it becomes easier, for example, to work on those pro and con lists. You'll even find it helps you answer questions like, what's the worst that could happen? What's the better option here? Or what would happen if I don't choose anything at all? It will also help you work through the decision-making process that I've discussed in earlier episodes. Tip number five, get opinions. As much as we'd like to pretend that we have all the answers, Sometimes it's better to ask for opinions and get some expert advice. Now keep in mind, there are two different types of people you want to ask for opinions. The first, is the, the first are those that are involved in the decision or affected by what you choose. Ask your kids about what's important to them in a new house or what they think of a particular one. The second group are people who have been in a similar situation or who have more experience and more information than you do. Ask a mentor about his opinion on your thesis idea, for example. Be cautious though. If you ask too many people for their opinion, it will muddy the waters and make it harder for you to sift through the options and decide. And also, sometimes, You want to ask people their opinion and just listen, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to take action. Sometimes when we listen to the ideas of others, it'll spark something inside of us that brings a new innovative idea that works for our situations. Get opinions, but choose the people you listen to very wisely. Tip number seven, six, I'm sorry. Make it a team effort. I hinted at this already. Get the people directly affected by the decision involved in the choosing process. That makes them feel a part of the process and it gets them invested in the outcome. In turn, this will help you with the execution, which should also be a team effort. Tip number seven, cut down on your choices. The more choices and options that we have, the harder it becomes to choose. That's why one of the best strategies when you're feeling overwhelmed is to cut down your choices. What options are definite no's? Or those that you would say, you know what, that's not something I would do. Cut them out and focus on that smaller list as you work through the decision-making process. Tip number eight. Realize that there isn't always a perfect or best choice. As much as we'd like to think otherwise, there isn't always a best choice. Often, we are faced with two or more options that are equally good, but in different ways. Let's say you have two job offers. One job pays better, but the other has better benefits and has more flexible hours. 
They are both excellent offers, but the one you should choose depends on what's more important to you. Make your decision based on what's best for you right now and realize that it may not always be a perfect choice or even the best one on paper. Tip number nine, make the best choice or decision and then move on. Finally, I want to encourage you to get in the habit of deciding to the best of your abilities and then moving on. Don't second guess yourself. Don't go back and rethink it. Don't agonize over the choice you made. Most importantly, don't beat yourself up when it turns out that the decision wasn't a great one. Instead, own your choice and stick with it. See where it takes you. Focus all your energy on making the decision work and making things happen. And then if you have to revert back, don't feel bad about that either. Because sometimes we don't make the best decisions. Sometimes we don't uh, make the best choices and we make mistakes. So if you need to go back and do it over or try something else, then do that. But don't feel bad about it. I hope you found these tips helpful and start putting them to good use when you have a tough decision to make. So let's wrap up this episode on making better decisions. And then the next episode, I'll move on to talk about making quicker decisions in the next episode. My name is Ronika Jacobs from Strive Leadership Consulting. If you would like to find out more information, you can visit my website at www.striveforleadership.com. Or you can send me an email if you have some questions at rjacobs at striveforleadership.com. I hope you have a wonderful day. I want you to live your best life now and continue to strive for more.